Welcome to the clan! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. This podcast exists because we want you to win. You're going to need to come to the table with something for them, and we're going to show you how to do it. That's why we called it the CLIMB. C-L-I-M-B is an acronym, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. You're welcome. I want to introduce you to my co-host, my good friend, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Annabellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And Brent helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and not only that, connects you with the pros like what are you kidding me you can get to brand at songwritingpro.com it's really easy once again songwritingpro.com and i would like to introduce you to my co-host johnny dwinnell johnny owns daredevil production they help you find your sound and they help you grow your audience so you can become the artist everybody loves so you can get paid daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like colin ray tracy lawrence ty herndon and andy griggs just to name a few you can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That's singular, no S, daredevilproduction.com. There's no S because there is no other Johnny D. Just one. And Just one. We've made That's a right. huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? Your point name, I was like, what does he mean? What did I miss? Did I miss something? No, yeah. you're saying there's only one. God's Johnny first D. and only mistake, me. There you go. <laughs> well, hey, how you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Good. So we're going to get into, uh, we're going to dive in a little deeper to, to networking here because this is such a huge, huge, huge part of success in any industry, especially in the music industry, especially in the songwriting business. And uh, how many people have you met or talked to and they say, um, I suck at songwriting? Um, very few. Very few. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Not a suck at songwriting. I suck at networking. A lot. A lot, right? A so, lot. <laughs> so the title of this episode is Why You Suck at Networking. All right. But before that, before we're going to get that, to another, uh, another five-star review. That's right. We have a review. Let me pull it up here. All right. So here we go. This one is a tasty five-star review uh, from Easy Hero. Thank you, Easy Hero, for the five-star review. It says, and I shall read, it says, two guys walk into a bar and sit down next to you. Turns out they are hit songwriters and happen to know a lot about the music industry. They've been to the places you want to be and with the people you want to meet. They chat about the craft of songwriting, changes to in the music business, and the pleasures and pitfalls along the path and how to keep the faith along the way. Not just for aspiring hit writers, but for any indie artist trying to make a living and find success on their own terms. Real stories from the guys with the bruises to show it. Man, that's nice. That's a little story. That, drew me in. Say, that's like really good writing. <laughs> I like it. Easy hero. Yeah. You should be a writer. You should be a writer. You should, you could, yeah, that boy can flat get it. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's a girl, that girl can flat get it. That's right. So thank you for the five-star review. If you guys, uh, if you're listening and you've gotten value from this podcast, we would definitely appreciate uh, a way for you to give back to us is for you to go on, take a couple minutes, either iTunes, wherever you're, you listen to 
podcast. If it's a different, you have a stitch or wherever you want to leave a rating or review, leave it. We appreciate it. Just takes a minute. We'll, t- we'll, t- we'll say it on the air and we'll make you famous, right? And uh, hey, if you like this content, share it, please. Um, p- put it around. If, if, if you're getting some value out of it, odds are your friends and people that follow you and your social media can get some value out of it too. Find a little bit of inspiration, become a better songwriter, become a better indie artist. And, um, and that's what we want to try to promote here, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. So what you so, got for us today? Oh, and one more thing, though. One more thing. Uh-huh. Don't forget to join the Climb community. Okay, we've got like, right. a really healthy, growing community on Facebook. Just search for the Climb community. And lots of people offer up all kinds of different questions on songs, like different strategies We've on, on, on uh, cutting through the clutter and, and growing your audience. And uh, Brent and I weigh in on everything when the questions are asked. Um, but what I love is everybody's helping everybody else. Yeah, right? that's the best like, part of it. Yeah, that's the cool part. So, climb community on Facebook, do that. So, with that, let's get moved right along here, and um, back to why you suck at networking. I hear artists <laughs> yes. and songwriters say this every day: "I suck at networking." And my initial answer, in true Johnny style, is it's true. <laughs> <laughs> you do suck at networking. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm just too blunt. Well, yeah. hey, join the club. <clears throat> I agree with them, you know, but it's, be- it's be- but here's the good news. It's because of these two reasons. So it's totally fixable, totally fixable. Reason number one, you think you suck at networking. Okay. And reason number two, therefore you don't network. Ah, this is, it's, it sounds oversimplified. It's because it's this simple, right? It's a it's muscle. It's like the self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. And it's a muscle that you have to develop, right? Like you can't, you don't just wake up one day, put pen to paper and think, I'm going to be a songwriter and write a hit song. Right. It's, it's a craft, right? So's networking. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's a craft. It needs intentional It needs to be intentional. You need to make time for it. You need to practice it. You need to be prepared to screw up a couple times and say, I'm never going to do that again and figure out how to get in there and do this because when, as you're making friends, and this is for all personalities, we're going to get into this for a second, but uh, it's a mission critical piece of success, whether you're trying to be um, a, a really good indie artist in your local area, whether you're trying to be a hit songwriter on Music Row, whether you're talking with record labels, whether you're talking with booking agents, club owners, other band members, like your networking abilities are all going to come into play in each and every one of these transactions, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> it's a muscle that you must develop and you're afraid to develop it because you think you need to be the life of the party to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Every time I talk to somebody who says that they suck at networking, that's what they feel. They feel like, oh, well, you got to be like the big personality in order to pull that off. And that's, that's, that, that's the perception that's false, mm-hmm. right? Um, what's absolutely required for effective networking is four things. Number one, effort. Effort. You've mm-hmm. got to be intentional about it. You've got to do it. Number two, perspective. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into each one of these. Number three, humility. Mm -hmm. And number four, authenticity. So all four of those things can be attached to an introvert, an extrovert, a painfully brooding dark artist that sits in the corner with the long sweater sweater sleeves and (laughs) with a cigarette and a glass of scotch, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But um, so number one, like, like effort, right? You've got to show up. 
if you're not there, you can't network. It's that simple. You can't, can't win if you don't play. Um, and you must keep on showing up. You know, are you needing band members? Show up. Where are they playing at? Where are these, where are these guys at? Uh, go out to all the clubs as much as you can. See the bands. Pick your players. If they're good, they'll consider it. Um, if, if you're good, they'll consider playing with you. This is how the best musicians from all the local bands gravitate to one another. Um, if they're not giving you the time of day, it's because either they're in a better situation and they don't want to change or they're in a worse situation and they're the type of personality that doesn't want to leave. They can't handle change either way. Yeah. Not for you. Right. Yeah. Or uh, you're approaching them in an obnoxious way and you need to work on your artistry more. Mm -hmm. Right. But I'll tell you, I mean, I grew up in Delavan, Wisconsin. Um, I think now that population's up to a incredible 8,000 people. But at the time I was there, it was really like more like 5,500, something like that. Mm -hmm. And there's all kinds of faded map docs around like all the other schools that my high school played in basketball and football and stuff. And there's bands, there's mm -hmm. bands in like every little town and you figure out, like we go out and you see those bands and you're, not, you're like, Hey, that guy, that guy's a good drummer. The rest of this band sucks, but that guy's good. Let's get him. You know what yeah. I mean? And you put together like the super group of the three counties in your area. <laughs> <laughs> the super group of the tri-county area. That's yeah. right. That is right. In tri-county all-stars. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and that's what we did, you know, and that's, that's the band that I took off. And, and we found the people with the, not only the right skill set, but the right attitude that were team players, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, so presentation matters, like how you present yourself. These new bandmates and business associates are going to need to see something tangible they're not going to see you or your potential so so plan to put at least one decent recording together to use as a calling card i mean brent how many interactions have you had with songwriters they're like i really want to be a songwriter and and uh you mentioned something a few podcasts back that i have since stolen oh, and man. used nice. a thousand times <laughs> yeah but what was it about the if, if it was a if it was a crime Oh, yeah. If, if songwriting were a crime, would there be enough evidence to convict you mm -hmm. of being a songwriter? No, but I really want to be one. Awesome. Okay. That's great. Right. Yeah. Show me your calendar. Yeah. Have show you written any your songs? Show, yeah. me your, show me your check ledger or whatever. Mm -hmm. Show me your transactions. No, I don't see it showing up either place. All right. Do you have a recording? Well, here's a thousand reasons why I haven't had the time to write a song and I don't have a recording. All right. Okay. Then you don't want to be a songwriter. You know, or, you you gotta just, or you just want to be a songwriter, which... Yeah, or just want get you about the same results as not, not wanting to be a songwriter. Fair enough. <laughs> and I want to be an astronaut, but I'm not doing anything yeah, about it. Yeah, I know to it's like do a, that. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what you show them, you've got to present them something tangible. There's got to be something that's that's there that they mm -hmm. can that they can hop onto. I mean, back to my little tri county all stars example. I mean, they had heard about our band, right? It's a small. These are small little towns. I'd heard about their band. They go, oh, yeah, okay. And so a lot of times it was no, I'm not going to leave because I'm loyal to this guy and mm -hmm. he's going to come with me or not. Sometimes that worked. Sometimes it was like, all right, we just want you. No. All right. Bye. You know? Yeah. Sometimes we did take both of them because it would work, but it's just, but the, the, the reputation was what was tangible and you can only get a reputation by what you've done. We'd played some gigs, you mm -hmm. know, we had dated some girls from their high school. Like they knew who we were, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I just had a, uh, a reunion of sorts with a guitar player friend of mine who played with me uh, in a solo project I did for a hot second in LA. And I, I met the dude at a restaurant bar. You know, the bartender 
he was there visiting the bartender who was a friend of his and a mutual friend of mine. And uh, that bartender happened to be an artist I was doing a little producing for. And we had talked and I had mentioned I was looking for a guitar player. And I left him a CD. I had some tracks that I had recorded, you mm-hmm. know, in my home studio. And they were, uh, you know, listen, they were killer. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, they're great. Yeah. And I, I left him the CD. And, and of course, when I'm talking to him, like, I'm aware, like, you know, and this gets into perspective in the next one, but I'm aware like, and I, I, cause I'm not bragging or anything, but I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for a guitar player. And I mean, I, I've got this going on this going on. And at that time, like, man, Fred Corey was going to play drums for us from Cinderella. So that sounded mm-hmm. like I was name dropping, but I wasn't cause that was happening. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, this is the band, dude. Like, do you, do you want to, I need a guitar player. And so he wasn't sure what to think of me. And I knew he wasn't sure what to think of me. So I just let the music do it here. Check this out, man. Hit me up if you, if you feel like this is in your lane, you know? And uh, literally, I left the bar and was on my way home. The, that bar was maybe three miles from my house, and I got two stoplights in. And he's like, "Dude, are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Like, I'm in." Like, he loved it. Yeah. Right. So I got, I got, I got, I got a, I met a new friend. I got a new bandmate, and and we did a killer show together. So, had I not had that recording demonstrating my songs, the professionalism, the attitude, he wouldn't have called. Mm-hmm. Right. It was a whole ensemble of that. Like, how many times have you gone through this, Brent? in songwriting, right? When you're up there and you're aware of, okay, he's never met me before. This is the first time interaction. You have to be self-aware, right? You do. Yeah. And you know, having something to show for it. I mean, anyone can walk up and say, I'm a great songwriter. Yeah. Well, that probably means you aren't. (laughs) <laughs> you know, right. uh, first of all, <laughs> and, but you better uh, think if, if you I don't, are, if, if I don't already know you, if I don't already know who you are, you probably aren't, um, because you probably haven't had enough success anyway to, to humble you. So, um, but also just, you know, but here's my, here's my songs, you know, here's something you can listen to that. I can, I can make the decision. Oh man, that person's a great songwriter or eh, they're all right or whatever it is. Or having, your cup of tea or it's not. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or, you know, having a cut to your name that, you know, that's what I tell people is having, you know, going out and what's one of the value of independent cuts as an aspiring, you know, pro rider mm-hmm. is one you're getting cuts. But also when people say, Hey, you got anything going on? It's like, well, yeah, I got these cuts on this independent artist, that independent artist, this stuff going back home. And that at least it gives them something to some place to file you and they like, okay, they're getting some cuts. They're getting some activity. It may that's not a be, really good point. It man, may for somebody not be, out of town. Yes. Yeah. It may not be, you know, uh, Brad Paisley cut or Keith Urban cut, but they're, they're out there and they're working it and they're getting songs recorded. That's better than somebody that puts you up a notch in their perspective than the person just goes, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really good, man. I got all these ideas. I've written like tons of hits. I just got to get them cut. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sure. It sounds <laughs> well, delusional, yeah, so so but, that brings a perspective yeah. of like anytime you can get a, 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 even a local artist to cut one of your songs. If you're in, if you're in Delavan, Wisconsin, you know, get somebody cut your songs and somebody's cutting. You know right. what I mean? Like that's, that's got value to it. Plus that may be a good recording you can use to say, and, and here's a copy of it. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. So I had, a, um, I had a, um, well, one of my, you're my favorite hit songwriter, Brian. <laughs> well, okay. right. But uh, one of my other favorite hit songwriters, the guy I met at losers uh, one night, which is like a comedy industry hangout here in Nashville. And uh, we became friends and he was just, he would just regularly email me to say hello and stay in touch. Like, Hey man, mm-hmm. how are you doing? Like he knew I was working with a couple different artists and just always a kind message. Hey, I really enjoyed meeting you, man. If you're ever out and about, let me know. I'd love to come hang out and have a beer. And, and, um, and so I got him together with an artist for a, 
for a co-write. And it, and it began a long-standing relationship with, between him and that artist, resulting in multiple cuts that he ended up writing with Bailey. Mm-hmm. And um, now they're on their second single. It's charting on Music Road. It's number 43 now. So it, it, it all started from that networking in a bar. You know, and yeah. just saying hello, and then him staying in touch afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, with me, and I promise you, like his his marquee value, way bigger than mine. Yeah. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Right, way bigger than mine. And still, he's got the humility, you know, to to hey man, reach uh, out to you, to reach out to me. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I see him out all the time. And and the other evening, like I wanted to meet a writer friend of mine that was in town from Miami, so I texted him. He came right over, and introduced him to the songwriter. He introduced me to this other incredible new artist he's been co-writing with. And and now I've been out with that artist like three or four times, and we're trying to figure out a way to do some business together. Mm-hmm. You know, and the guy's amazing, by the way. I got to turn you on to some of his music, dude. It's yeah. Killer. Yeah. Ocean Street's the name of the band. It's like, he's got like, oh, this yeah. Hall. You have played me some of that. Yeah, I played it so yeah, good. Yeah, you right? link. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> he's so good. Uh, so, but he was there. Mm-hmm. He was at the bar, right? He was, he, he, he was there when I asked him to show up. He, he, because he could show up, he showed up. It wasn't like I'm in the middle of a movie or, or this or that, right? So, uh, perspective. Every relationship you make may not have value, but just about all of them won't have immediate value. That's what, that's where most people fall off. If they don't have that, Im- that immediate altruism, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like they, and some people like get disappointed. Like after we met and you heard my song, like you just don't want to throw me in the studio tomorrow. Like, you know, but, <laughs> right. you know and they feel offended, right? Like uh, <clears throat> they, they lose interest if there's no immediate satisfaction. So, so sometimes they get sour about it. So if you meet someone you're attracted to, you know, and you immediately ask them for sex and then they just, <laughs> you decide to hate them because they said, no, this is called cognitive dissonance, you know, yeah. like, like, like Google cognitive dissonance and, and you'll see what I'm saying, but I digress. But it, listen, this is a marathon, not a sprint. You're laying down railroad tracks as opposed to putting the actual train in the traps. And I've had many lifelong relationships that were started in very odd ways with no expectations whatsoever. People that were very influential in my career. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it was, and it was weird, you know, uh, who was the best, I, I would say like the most influence in my career. I, I reached out, uh, it was, it was, it was uh, a guy named Marco tool. And, um, uh, you know, when my band initially signed that, that whole, uh, tri-county all-stars band, right. Yeah. Like we, we, we got this opportunity to sign with a big regional booking agency out of Minneapolis. I'm like, I think I'm like 18 years old or 19 years old. And, and I wanted to know immediately, I want to know what the competition looks like. Right. So I called the receptionist. So I'm like, who's the best, who's the best artist you have on the roster? And there, and she told me this band called mannequin. I've talked about this before, but it bears repeating. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> they'd be in Milwaukee in two weeks. And I said, I wanted to go, but I couldn't get in. It wasn't 21. And they hooked me up with uh, this guy, Marco tool. And that evening I got my butt handed to me artistically. Like, here's what good looks like. And I was like, yeah. Oh damn. Like yeah. checked into the glass. Right. So you got the humility there to know that uh, this is, we got a lot of work to do you know? Right. But I was game. I was like, now it's a challenge. I'm like, Oh, all right. You know? Yeah. And, um, and they were, they were amazing. And I couldn't believe I saw them like in a club. They looked like they were a national act in a club. And, and, um, like I said, the bar just moved up. I needed to, to, to know more. So I, I just asked this dude if I could take him out. Like we went to Denny's at three o'clock in the morning after the show. Yeah. <clears throat> he agreed. And I, I bought him breakfast and, uh, it's about all I had on me to, to, to afford. Yeah. And I just kept dropping quarters in him and shut my mouth and listening and, um, ask as many questions as I felt I could get away with, like, uh, about the, about the, uh, the business. And here's the deal. That was just, like literally the start of a lifelong relationship. And, and I lost Mark a couple of years ago. He had a heart attack, but he always had my back. Like he would come out of nowhere and help. Like we needed a photo shoot to, to work with this agency, like a really big photo shoot. And, he offered to piggyback us on a photo shoot for, for his band mannequin with, with Prince's photographer, Al Bolio. So for 600 bucks, my band got hair and makeup and Al Bolio. <laughs> <laughs> and we look like a million dollars, man. The yeah. booking agency freaked over our poster and we got sold. We went everywhere because that poster sold us, you know? Yeah. And he helped me with negotiating strategies with club owners and, and all that because he was just, you know, because we're a good friend. And I couldn't have predicted all that in advance. I just wanted to learn whatever he was going to teach me, even if he only answered two questions. And he was, thank goodness, he was, he's willing to teach, you know, and I expected mm-hmm. nothing more than that first meal. Yeah. But he liked me and he just saw something and we liked each other. And so he, he just, he knew I had a heart of fire and I was like, this is, I'm going to do this or die trying, you know, and yeah. I think he liked that. So I think artists tend to subconsciously avoid networking because they don't see an immediate return on the time investment of creating the relationship. And that's a mistake because you never know what could happen. And, and it's almost always never an immediate return. Right. right. I mean, how many times have you, like, did you, uh, did, do you have a situation like you just met one guy and like, this is awesome. And you get a cut. Like, <laughs> no, if you're expecting that immediate return, that's not networking. That's prostitution. There you go. Oh, so, oh yeah. Drops the mic. Oh, thank you. I'm out. See y'all next episode. That just happened. Um, so yeah, man, it didn't, it didn't work that way. I mean, you know, I guess the kind of further up the ladder you go, you get closer to the big yes, you know, that somebody can be like, love it, hold, cut, that kind of stuff. But yeah, generally it's, you're meeting people and you're just trying to connect as people, you know, maybe the music that brings you together, maybe a meeting over the music, that sort of thing. But it just grows over time. And there's like, Hey, you should meet so-and-so. Then you start writing together and then good stuff happens. And, you know, I've had a whole episode on how one, I think relationship in the music business can open many doors. 
I'm not sure what episode that is, but we have one about that, about Chad Green and how I had a meeting with him over at ASCAP. He was my ASCAP rep and, you know, Chad couldn't sign me to publishing deal. He couldn't record any of my songs because that was not his role at that company. They don't do that. But he met with me. We hit it off. We're friends. We still keep in touch. And he's helped connect me to several people that have led to cuts and that sort of thing. Exactly. So think about it like this, guys. You can stack the deck in your favor. That's what you're trying to do. Networking today creates future relationships. You know, every semester, uh, I'm blessed to have a bunch of interns from the Belmont intern program. And one of the value adds I offer the interns is access to certain industry functions whenever possible. If I can bring the entourage, I do it. And the ability to hang out with certain showcases and artist shows. And I'll introduce them. I'll introduce the interns to everybody I speak with. And I tell the interns this, they're not required to attend when they get the text invite, but they're encouraged to attend. The relationships they will make probably aren't going to amount to much of anything at all right then and there. But imagine a couple of years down the road, if they're interviewing at a record label for a job and, and they get to say, uh, hey, you know, hey, Bob, you probably don't remember me, but we hung out one night with Johnny D from Daredevil and it was at this thing. And I just remember you were super cool to me, man. I just want to tell you that I, I never forgot that night, you know, and, and yeah. Right off the bat, you go from this pile to this pile of people like right. I think I know, and you've got you know you've got a connection there. So does that make sense? I mean, think about that. It's 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 it 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 can count for something later. You know, right? It's a long game. You so next game. is is humility. And oh, I got this down. I am like twice as humble as anyone else I know. You are. So, I was just going to say so, that. So <laughs> you are the king of humility, dude. The king. So, <laughs> I tell you what. Without humility, you're not going to create many real relationships without, um, you know, especially in the music business. You know, when I met Mark, I was young, I was very green and he knew it. I wasn't trying to pretend that I was some big shot and he appreciated that. I was just a sponge. I just was like, look, I need help. And because I was lucky enough, that it, because it came through that, that uh, booking agency, the, the possibility to meet up, like it had a little bit of weight on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was really important that I came in just like, you know, your, your sensei, I'm grasshopper. I know right. the role, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I paid for dinners, d- dinner at Denny's because I had so many questions and, and he loved that. And I was asking the right questions uh, as opposed to how can you help me get famous? Right. I wasn't asking him how he could help. I wouldn't ask him to do me any favors. I just want to talk with him because yeah. he was somebody that I had had access to for that moment. And, and, um, I mean, every week I'm sure you get this brand. I, I get hit up an email on Twitter, Instagram with others who shoot me messages like, yo, let's do business. How do we get started? Yeah. You know? And, and I'm like, what the, what? You know, like, <laughs> what's your name? That's right. Big, like, that's a <clears throat> what's your story? Yeah. Have we ever met? This isn't, this isn't only complete turnoff, but it's a dead giveaway to a rookie with poor communication skills trying to be big. Like, let's just get started working. Like, what, how do I even know? Like, I got something to value to bring to your project. Right. Yeah. Right. And how do I even know you're worth a damn? Right. Right. So <laughs> something humbler, like, Hey Johnny, this is so-and-so from this band and we like what you're doing. Can we possibly set up a time, talk about working together, explore some possibilities. It'd be better that, to spin it that way. Always be humble and kind. Right. Tim McGraw. Yeah. Uh, who wrote that? Lori McKenna. Lori McKenna. So yep. let's give credit where credit is due. Yeah. Tim sold it. Lori wrote it. <clears throat> she did. Yep. Uh, music industry people are really generally, I find good people that, uh, all recent press aside, um, and, and they like to help other people as long as they believe that that person isn't a schmuck and you'd be amazed at what a little humility and an honest, I need some help will get you. And, uh, again, just to, um, we talked about this last episode, but when I first came to Nashville in 1995, my friend, John Prestia, 
who currently tours with uh, Tim McGraw. Like he's just a guitar player down in, I, I knew him really well down in Florida. And I, he's like, hey man, I, my buddy Kim Tribble's a hit songwriter up there. When he, He's from Florida. When he moved up, he had about 250 songs demoed out and I played guitar on like half of those, you know? Yeah. And so he's like, you call him, you tell him I sent you, you know? And I was like, all right. And so I did. And Kim was the kindest, most gracious soul. We spoke for about an hour's office. The whole time I'm worried about taking up too much of his time, right? Yeah. And, and Kim could sense that. So like after an hour, I couldn't help myself. I'm like, Hey man, look, I know you're super busy. I'm really thankful for this time. Kim, I'm going to see myself out. You know, I didn't want to impose on him. And he was just, he replied, Oh, it's cool, man. I like you. I got to run some errands. You're welcome to join me and hang out. You, you want some time to hang? I was like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. All right, I had nothing else to do. So I spent the whole day with Kim Tribble, dude. Like, yeah. you know, first week I'm in town, I'm just like, oh my God, this is crazy. You're like, Nashville's easy. Yeah. <laughs> you listen to all my songs <laughs> and it led, like I said, to those two other relationships with Michael Salkis and Michael Garvin. And, and, uh, and that was just a hang. So I just, I took advantage of it, you know, mm -hmm. and I've, have I ever worked with Kim past that? No, I haven't. But um, it was, it, it, it just was the humility of it. Like, I think he appreciated that I was just respectful of his time and yeah and that so finally authenticity man this is the biggie especially if you feel like you're introverted um i think i feel like artists are terribly uncomfortable networking because they feel like they have to be something that they're not uh i i think that they feel like they have to be this huge gregarious personality that everybody loves in order to be an effective networker but that just isn't the case mm -hmm. be you do you for you just be yourself just be real that's what it and because, and I mean, you've worked with a lot of different artists, Brian, yeah. and a lot of different songwriters, and therefore a lot of different personalities. A lot, yeah. Some of them some, come in. Some many different personalities all in one person. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. And, and some of them like really, you know, very shy, very reserved, mm -hmm. very um, you know, almost closed off, like a tough nut to crack. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them are just, hey, how's it going, bro? You know, it's yeah. Kind of, I mean, it, it, it takes all kinds and they yeah. all get in there, you know? So, so don't be afraid that if, if you're thinking that you have to be something else, you're selling the other person short is what mm -hmm. you're doing because you're, you're not giving them, a, you're, you're thinking that they're not going to approve of me because right, I'm yeah. this, but they, I promise you, they know people just like you. You're right. They know personalities that are very similar to you and they've, they've done a lot of really good work with personalities that are similar to you and they're going to recognize that. And what they want is authenticity, you know? Uh, and that is what makes you amazing. That is what people respond to is your authenticity. When you meet people, be your authentic self and they'll respond authentically. And, um, you know, I, I personally, I can tell you that, uh, I'm not for everybody, my personality, you know, I've got a big personality. It, it turns off some people. That's okay. When I feel someone responding in a negative manner towards my personality, I realize that, uh, we're probably not going to do business together or I'm going to need to provide some more value in that relationship to make it worth it for them to kind of jump in and deal with some of the, you know, some of my chaos. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but I also realize it's the time to probably shut up as I'm self-aware. Like, okay, maybe I'm <laughs> rolling a little too hard and I need to yeah. shut up and, 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 and take a step back and, 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 and try to work this conversation a little bit more. But, don't worry if everybody doesn't like you or love you. You can't be all things to all people. Mm -hmm. And um, you're going to get this. It, it, you know, don't take it personally. Uh, the ones who do respond to your authentic self are the ones that are going to create deep relationships with you because they know who you really are. And that kind of relationship is one of the best gifts that you're, that you're ever going to receive, you know. Um, yeah. 
So have confidence in yourself in that regard. Just be you. Go and meet people. Get to know them. Ask them about themselves, right? Oh, people yeah. love. The more you get them talking about them, the more you're going to learn about them. And um, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I met someone, got them talking, and through listening, realized that, by the way, this is not somebody I want to do business with. <laughs> yeah. So glad I learned that early on. <laughs> right. Right. Before, before we jumped right in. Um, and all without opening my mouth and, and, and without, uh, after saying hello, I just said hello and shut up and got them talking, you know? Mm -hmm. So truth is, unless you're a hermit with zero friends, you're a great networker. You're already a good networker. It's just that you framed it in a certain way and you're just thinking about it the wrong way. You, you, you know how to make friends and influence people, but when you put it in the context of being intentional about it, it seems daunting or on, on, or unorganic mm -hmm. or, or, you know, sort of manufactured, but that's not the case. And, and of course it's always scary with strangers, right? Yeah, yes, it is. But uh, so the last thing I'll just say on this is networking is just a mission critical part of your career, whether you're trying to be a songwriter, whether you're trying to be an indie artist um, it, it, it's, it's a muscle that you must develop. So you've got to, you've got to get out there. You've got to do it, you know? Good so start, man. That's all I have to say about that. Um, <laughs> hey, I am, if, if you're looking for some help on, uh, on, uh, marketing, on how to cut through the clutter, on how to, how to develop yourself in the marketplace and, and grow your audience, sometimes a little one-on-one, -on -one is, is all you really need. So reach out to us. You can go to info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S. And schedule a time. Schedule a time to set up a consultation call. We're available to you. And, and we can talk about what, um, and craft a custom plan for you and how you can, uh, you know, based on your strengths and your weaknesses on what you can do to try to get ahead and, and be more professional in the marketplace. Sounds good. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another killer episode of The Climb. Guys, remember, leave a, a rating and review. We'll read it on air and make you famous. If you like this, share it with everybody else. Join the climb community because we want you to keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.